0: What's going on guys? Welcome to episode 36 of Hurdle, a podcast that talks to everyone from top CEOs to entrepreneurs about how they got through tough times, hurdles of sorts, by leaning into wellness. My name's Emily Abadi and today I'm chatting with Ethan Agarwal, the founder and CEO of Active, an audio-based workout app which might be best described as the Netflix of fitness. Today's episode is brought to you by Headspace. I had founder Andy Pudicombe on the podcast, so you know I'm a huge fan of the brand. They've got hundreds of meditations on everything from stress and anxiety to focus and sleep, and just 10 days of using the app has been proven to reduce stress, and increase happiness. You have got to try it. I swear by it. They're offering hurdle listeners 30 days free of the entire headspace library. Just head on over to headspace.com hurdle. Again, that's headspace.com slash hurdle to dive on in. Today's episode is also brought to you by athletic greens. Guys, I have been so amped lately, total understatement, seeing more and more listeners tagging me in their Athletic Greens packages on Instagram. And I hope you're loving it as much as I do. Containing 12 servings of fruits and vegetables, the greens powder gives me the boost I need to start every single day off right. Athletic Greens is offering a special deal to hurdle listeners. It's 20 free travel packs, a $99 value for free with your first purchase. Just head on over to athleticgreens.com hurdle to claim it. No code necessary. Again, that's athleticgreens.com hurdle. Now let's talk about Ethan. In 2013, the now CEO was working as a consultant, tired, traveling constantly, and 40 pounds overweight. And like a lot of people, fitness wasn't a priority for him because in his words, it was hard to make it a priority. The catch, he wanted to be healthier. In his hurdle moment, Ethan dropped 40 pounds by building the first version of Aptiv, originally called SkyFit, which brings top-level, digital-only, audio-based training sessions with personal trainers right to your headphones. In today's episode, the founder tells me hilarious stories about the early days of Aptiv, posing as a surveyor at the gym asking strangers for feedback. He offers essential advice for anyone trying to adopt a new fitness routine and gives the lowdown on his 6 a.m. habit that makes him more productive throughout his entire day. As always, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Hurdle Podcast. Whether it's a takeaway from the episode or you opening a package of athletic greens or trying headspace for the first time, I want to see it. I want to hear about it. Make sure to tag me in your Instagram stories, and I'll definitely repost them from the Hurdle account over at Hurdle Podcast. Los Angeles. I'm doing a live podcast tomorrow, January 15th at the Tory Sports Store on Rodeo Drive. I'll be sitting down with Hurdler Y7 Studio founder and CEO Sarah Larson Levy, as well as Nichelle Hines from Cycle House at 7 p.m. And I'd love to see you there. You can find more details on that over on the top of the Hurdle website over at Hurdle.us. If you're not on the West Coast, don't worry, because I'm going to be having some fun back in New York at the end of the month with WeWork, too. Super flattered that WeWork Labs is showcasing Hurdle in their great reads and Lessons club as podcast of the month. And to celebrate, I'll be hanging out with hurdlers Adam Callen, Jesse Dover, and the co-founders and CEOs of Shine Text, Mara Leidy and Naomi Hirabayashi on January 23rd at 6.30 p.m. You can find all the details on that over at Hurdle.us as well. Okay, last thing I promise. Ethan and the Active crew weren't going to let you get away without offering you an opportunity to try their work workouts yourself. Head on over to Aptiv.com. That's A-A-P-T-I-V.com and use the promo code Hurdle to get a seven day free trial, then 30% off an annual Aptiv membership. I just gave both my parents Aptiv for the holidays and they're hooked. Again, use the code Hurdle at checkout at Aptiv.com. And with that, let's get to hurdling. I'm sitting here today with Ethan Agarwal. He's the CEO and founder at Active. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Terrific. This is kind of cool.
1: We're in a sound booth.
0: We are. <laughs> it's funny. I actually feel like this is the dialogue I've been having a lot lately. I'm just traveling the country in different sound booths, connecting with awesome people. It's a pretty cool way. That to... sounds like an awesome life. <laughs> it's a kind of great side hustle, man. And... Since the last time I came to Aptiv, you are we're in One World Trade right now.
1: We are we're on the 49th floor and we're looking right now we're looking east at a pretty beautiful sunset over the Brooklyn Bridge. Has the change been because you guys were in Flatiron before, right? We were. Uh you know, I've lived in Manhattan for 12 years and this is the first time I've ever worked downtown. Uh but it's awesome. I mean, what they've done with Oculus and Brookfield and this building is really cool. And like I mean, you know this building, but it's not a bunch of sort of stuffy finance people. It's like a lot of young people, a lot of startups. So I'm really happy we moved down here. Well, as someone who used to work in this building, I would agree.
0: I'd co-sign. It's pretty nice. <laughs> um, I'm so amped to be here with you today. I'm amped to to share more about Active with the Hurdle audience and and hear about your company. So why don't we jump off with you giving me a brief synopsis on what Aptiv is?
1: Sure. Uh, so... Aptiv combines the voice and inspiration and guidance of a trainer with an amazing motivating playlist. Uh, so for those of your listeners who have been to a studio class, uh, whether it's you know SoulCycle or Berries or whatever, we capture that experience and we make it mobile. So um, an easy way to think about it is like a personal trainer on your phone. So we have uh, 26 different categories of classes everything from treadmill, outdoor running, spinning, stair climber, meditation, yoga uh, and we have about 3000 different classes available in those categories. Wow. That's a lot of classes. It is. You know, we think we we really care a lot about driving outcomes and helping people reach their goals and we discovered pretty early on that um what you do between classes and having the variety of classes and content is just as important as the class itself. So one of the challenges I think that people experience when they go to a studio class is there's no relationship between you and the studio from one class to the next class, right? If you get injured, if you skip a class, um, there's no sort of follow up or progression or anything like that. And we care very deeply about the relationship with our members, both during the class and outside of the class. Yeah.
0: I love the term. I love that you call them members.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is a community and a community has members in it. We're not, you know, some big corporate entity that we don't use like, you know, IDs or something. I know people's names. We have over 200,000 members names and I can probably name a couple of thousand of them just because I read about them and I, I personally talk to them all the time. And um, I, I really, you know, one of them is a is an author and I bought her book and I was reading it this weekend. So, you know, like we're really a community. You could you could borderline call it a family. Uh, so, yes, uh, they're family members, family <laughs> members,
0: family members. OK, so your your family's pretty big now. You guys started in 2016. That's right. What I would love to know, rewinding a little bit for you life before active sure it's not like you wake up one day and you're like you know what i'm gonna do tomorrow i'm gonna start this workout app it's gonna be audio it's gonna be great (laughs) so tell me about life before active
1: yeah so um where'd you grow up i grew up in california okay Uh, well i was actually born in montreal uh my dad went to the 76 olympics fell in love with the city and wanted to move there not, not as a competitor. <laughs> like... Definitely, just as a viewer. Uh, that would be amazing, though, if he was in the Olympics. He is a PhD, though, so I don't know that he would be able to do both. So he went to watch the '76 Olympics okay, in Montreal, okay. and so he moved the family there. And I was born in Montreal, and then uh, uh, moved the family. He moved the family out to California in the mid '90s, and so I grew up there, and then. Uh, you know, most of my career before Active was in um, finance and uh, in various sort of business roles. So, you know, I did invest in banking. I went to Wharton for my MBA. I worked at a hedge fund for a bit um, and I spent a few years at McKinsey uh, and all that was except for grad school, obviously, was in New York and then started Active about three years ago. I only learned recently that bankers at some of the companies that you're talking about
0: work hours that are like 9 a.m. to midnight.
1: Yes. That's
0: so intense. <laughs> it's crazy for sure. Or are you working hours like that? Yeah, I wow. was doing that
1: and and you work on weekends and you work on holidays and you don't really take much time off. So yeah. I can
0: imagine that that probably didn't exactly uh cultivate the healthiest lifestyle.
1: Definitely not. Um <laughs> I was I was very thin or in shape sort of growing up and then as you said because of the hours and also in grad school um i wouldn't say i was living my healthiest life uh i put on like 40 pounds and uh you know this is an audio podcast but i i generally have a pretty small frame and so 40 pounds is a lot of yeah. uh weight for me uh and i wanted to lose it and that's part of the reason that Aptiv came to be
0: were you frustrated i remember for example when i was in college I was dramatically overweight as well. I have talked about it on the podcast before, but I lost 70 pounds from my freshman year to my senior year.
1: That's incredible. And
0: uh, throughout that process, I remember that the best parts were when I just started to feel like I had more energy.
1: Yeah. You know, the thing with weight loss or weight gain for that matter is... Yes, you look physically different, but the problem with weight gain is what you said, right, where you lose energy, you lose confidence, and you lose sort of the uh, motivation that, you know, wakes us up every day and makes us strive to do something incredible that day. Did you feel like you were lacking motivation at your job because
0: of how you were kind of perceiving your body?
1: Absolutely. You know, you you lose a sense of confidence. You lose a sense of sort of self-worth. You know, what's it all for kind of thinking ends up uh, entering your brain. Um, You know, why am I working all these crazy hours? I'm not living healthy. I've put on all this weight. None of my clothes fit anymore. I feel guilty every meal. And so you end up that ends up factoring into your sleep, into your relationships, into your friendships. And so um, it's not just the weight, like the physical weight, it's all the other stuff that goes along with it that makes it really challenging.
0: I always ask this to people who also were at one time heavier than they are now. Well, what was your food? Like, what was the thing?
1: Um, I grew up in California, so Mexican food is mm. definitely my weakness. And for what it's worth, it's still my weakness. <laughs> uh, like you could put a refried bean burrito in front of me, uh, and I would eat it anytime yeah uh now i just eat a lot less of them <laughs> than i used to
0: i share that sentiment but it's equal equally divided between french fries Ugh. always sure and like i used to be able to tell you like which places around where i grew up had the best fries and it wasn't i'm not talking like mcdonald's it was like the maritime aquarium like great <laughs> great french fries in the Norma. seasoning
1: is very specific at <laughs> the maritime perfect. aquarium
0: <laughs> it was i used to just be a sucker for french fries and also still to this day just ice cream in general okay huge ice cream i never personally.
1: had a big sweet tooth thankfully yeah uh, but mexican <laughs> food is a big weakness
0: okay so you are working crazy hours, you're traveling a lot. And as you're traveling, to my understanding, you start to kind of have these thoughts about what your routine is missing.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, What's my routine missing? And how do I, you know, if getting healthy and losing weight is first and foremost, a mental decision. It's really a test of mental strength more than physical strength. And so if I've made the mental sort of, you know, I'll even call it a mental accomplishment to decide that I want to live healthier. I shouldn't have to then undergo this big, logistical, complicated world of how to lose that weight because the mental part is the hard part. And so I made a decision. I said, I want to lose weight. I want to live healthier and I'm ready to make those changes in my life. But the things that I needed to make those changes were too hard or nearly impossible for me to find. And that's where I found an opportunity. Right. And so
0: it's interesting that you say that. I think a great example for this is with running. Like people are like, oh my God, I need all these things. I need sneakers. I need a smartwatch. Uh, Are the leggings I'm wearing, are they okay? What about do, if you're a woman, do I need a sports bra? And then they get so wrapped up in the details that they completely forget that you could literally just put on any pair of sneakers and get out and move. You don't need to see how fast you're going. Like you can just
1: do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And running is a great example of something. Like literally all you need are like sneakers and a road. You can do it anywhere, anytime. You don't need to spend a bunch of money. You don't need to know how to do anything. You just run. Yeah. And I think one of the, you know, you you bring up a really good point. One of the things that um, I think hinders a lot of people is this fear that other people are going to look at them. Mm. And, you know, I don't want to look like a fool. I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. And I always tell people two things. One is whether this hurts your ego or not, no one is looking at you. Everyone is focused on their own thing. Everyone's listening to music. Everyone's doing something. I promise you, no matter how good or bad you look, no one is looking at you. But the second and most important thing, and we can get to this later, is, you know, one of the things with Aptive is that we're audio only. And so when people are listening to our classes, they're listening in their earphones and and they're listening on their phone uh, in their earbuds. And so no one knows and no one else in the gym knows that you're listening to an Aptive trainer and an Aptive class. So when you walk into a gym with active membership, you walk in like you own the place. You have a sense of confidence that I can walk up to any machine yeah. and there's dozens, if not hundreds of classes available led by the world's best trainers to teach me exactly how to use that machine. Right. And I'll I'll be honest, that's not something that I planned for in the beginning as one of the reasons why I started the company, but it is one of the most common reasons that we hear from people. Uh, as to why they love Aptiv.
0: And it's funny now that you say that. I had a girlfriend hit me up a couple days ago asking if I wanted to go to the gym together next week. And she said, I just feel like I walk in there and I have no sense of direction. Totally. And so what you're saying is like a huge problem solver for someone like that. That's just like, I don't know what to do the second I get there. I feel like I'm a chicken with my head cut off. I'm just walking around, I'll like lift something briefly then I'll like get on the treadmill and I'll be like, oh, I don't really want to be on the treadmill. And then I'll like walk over to the elliptical. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like that.
1: It does not have to be like that. The other thing I'll just say really quick is um, we launched a maternity program recently. Yeah, And uh, as we were doing research uh, before we built the program, we were talking to a lot of moms or I should say both pregnant women and recent uh, moms. And one of the pieces of feedback that we got almost unanimously is Because a woman can't tell anyone in the first trimester that she's pregnant, a lot of women were going to the gym in their first trimester or going to a spin class or whatever it is, and they couldn't tell the trainer or the instructor that they were pregnant. So they had this huge sense of concern inside of, is this workout safe for me? Is this workout safe for the baby? But because they couldn't tell anyone, they couldn't answer that question. And that's such an unfair situation for a woman who is pregnant and wants to work out at the gym, that she has this sense of insecurity inside. Yeah. So when we built our maternity program, now we have it's a full three trimester program. And then we have a fourth trimester after you deliver. But each week's classes that we have for all 40 weeks is, first of all, the program is created by our trainers who are also moms. Uh, But more importantly, the classes are safe to be done in any given week. So if you're taking the Aptive Maternity Program and you're in week six and you're not telling anyone that you're pregnant, the classes that we have in week six, we know are safe for women to do. Mm -hmm. So now they're going into the gym. They're taking the Aptive Maternity Program with a full sense of confidence without having to disclose to anyone else that they're pregnant because no one knows that you're taking the maternity program. Right,
0: right. Okay, so let's dial it back again. We're going to reel it in. And we're going to talk to when you started to really kind of concept the idea for this audio app. Because at the time, there was really not much like it at all. There wasn't anything like it at all.
1: That's right. So there was nothing like it at all. What
0: year are we in when, when you first have this kind of aha moment?
1: 2015. Uh,
0: so and you're still you're still at your old gig at the yeah. Time. This
1: is right now. This is just an idea in my head. You okay. know, th- There's there's no one working on it. There's no money. There's no members. This is just like an idea. Okay. Um, that I have.
0: And you're still forty pounds
1: overweight. Uh, no. So it started because I lost the weight. Yeah. I lost the weight by creating, you know, the very 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 early version of Active, which is. Um, like music and a workout design to the pace of the music and uh, some coaching and, you know, programs and stuff like that. And I lost all the weight and I went from uh 175 to 135 and 135 is a little skinny for me. So I put some weight back on, but I lost the weight and people started asking me, Ethan, how did you lose 40 pounds? Cause yeah. it's a lot of weight to lose. Yeah. And I started telling them about, you know, these programs and these classes that I had sort of built myself and I was taking. But where I got really interested in it is I realized that all the content that was created before Active was video based. Uh, and a, a big problem with video is like, you know, I'm a runner. I think you run, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't run down the street staring at a video on your phone or on an iPad. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Any instruction, guidance, motivation that comes to us has to come through audio. And running is, by the way, the most popular workout in the world because of all the stuff we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And then I realized audio actually works even better for almost every kind of exercise. Like we're not meant to work out while staring at a four-inch screen for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible way to work out your body. You can't move your head. Your eyes are anchored to one place. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do any body weight kind of workout. You can't do push-ups. You can't do squats. You can't do anything that doesn't require you staring straight ahead. And so if you get the best trainers who can articulate the right posture and who can motivate you through words, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what we have today, audio is actually a much better way to deliver content and instruction than video. And. No one had done that. So right. that's why I started Aptive.
0: I mean, it's so interesting. I think especially, I mean, I had Ruth Zuckerman on the on the podcast. They have Fly Anywhere at Flywheel. I had Robin Arzana on the podcast. She's a part of the huge team at Peloton. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's more and more options coming out, um, some of which do have screens like you're talking about. And then obviously now there's more competition in your market. But it seems that the the bigger goal here is to provide people with things that they can do on their own.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think flexibility and personalization are going to win in the end. Uh, you know, people are tired of being treated like a number. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, like our members are members. They're not just a number and they're not put into like buckets of demographic like, oh, you're a woman who's 25 to 44. <laughs> so here is five classes that we think you will like. That makes no sense forget the fact that there is a 19-year age range between those people. Even two people who are 25 are going to have very different goals, very different bodies, very different capabilities. So we really care about specificity and individuality and personalization. And we don't try to box people into buckets. We don't try to tell people, hey, the only way for you to get a great workout is to do this one specific exercise. We have 26 categories of workouts. We have 3,000 classes. We are super open and flexible. We let people do what we think is the best for them. Uh, And I think that's what's going to win in the end.
0: quick break to give my sponsor, Athletic Greens, a little bit of love. By now, two weeks into the new year, some of us are definitely reevaluating those new year's goals. If focusing on your health is something you're hoping to do in 2019, then trust me, adding Athletic Greens to your routine is a no-brainer. My diet is nowhere near perfect, but I know that by starting my day with the greens powder, I'm taking a step in the right direction. Loaded with vitamins and minerals, adaptogens, superfoods, prebiotics, probiotics, It's got everything I need to feel like a better me. They're offering hurdle listeners a special deal. It's 20 free travel packs, a $99 value with your first purchase. Just head on over to athleticgreens.com slash hurdle to claim it. No code necessary. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash hurdle. You have this idea, you lose the weight, people are asking you about it and you're like, maybe I should really start thinking a little bit more about all this stuff.
1: Yeah. So what I did is I created like a very, um, like really, really rudimentary, really pretty subpar uh app it was like super ugly and i, and I think the. Early... how do you even
0: like do that when you've never created an app before uh
1: badly like... <laughs> <laughs> so you know you beg people who are engineer. i'm not an engineer so i had to yeah. find people who are engineers and pay them like obscene amounts of money to design something that i designed and i'm not a designer yeah uh i just studied a lot of different products that I liked and found common themes and then created a design based on that. And I got someone to build it. And then what I would do is I would either go to people in the gym in my building or go to people outside in the street or go to people at uh, gyms and say, hey, like I see you're about to get on this treadmill. We I have this class. It's like going to make you work out better. Do you mind trying it? It's going to make you work out better. And nine times out of 10, they tell you to screw off, right? Yeah. Like leave me alone, dude. I want to work out. But Every once in a while, someone would say yes. And they would try the class. And unanimously, the feedback I got from people was like, oh, my God, how do I get more of that? Yeah. And it didn't matter to them that the app looked like, you know, it was terrible. And I was just some random dude in a gym bothering them. The class was really, really good. And so they kept out. And I did this, you know, dozens and hundreds of times. And then I got a bunch of feedback from people telling me these classes are amazing. I've never had anything like this before. Like, that gave me the drive to keep going with this. You I realized probably, there was something there you
0: probably also got like a lot of really good critical feedback,
1: oh, definitely. So one great great point. One of the things I did is when I started, I would tell people that this is my thing, and I built this. And so they were like a little too nice. And then I changed my um approach, and I said, "Hey, I work for this like surveying company, and I've been hired to gauge interest in this. So they're much more honest because they have no problem you know, criticizing something, uh, if it's not mine. And that's what I want. I want the criticism.
0: And are you still at this point at your other job while doing this on the side and paying people a ton of money to help you execute this? thought? Um, you Um,
1: sort of, this is right when I was leaving my old job. Uh, and before I started active full time.
0: Okay. And I just, I, I, as an entrepreneur myself, I, find it fascinating to think about people that are either keeping a full-time job while building something else, or they start building something else. And then like, they finally get to a point where they're like, maybe I should reach out to some other people for money. Like it just blows my mind. And and it goes back to that question of like, so how did you make the app? Like there's simple questions that people are like, that, that someone will say to you. And then I just did this thing. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, how, how'd you do the thing? Like, how did it happen? I want to know all the secrets. I want to know the details.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, the, I think part of the reason that we don't, that I don't share too many details is because it's not at all a glamorous process. No, it's, it's not. It's actually never horrible. Like, yeah. uh, I was, I was doing an interview earlier uh, last week and, you know, we went pretty far in depth about like how I had, you know, I was pretty deep into student debt. And I like didn't have a bunch of money. And I racked up a bunch of crazy bills on my credit cards to get into this thing. And I was recently married and like, you know, it's a big personal commitment and a big personal investment. And there's very, very slim chance of it turning into something. And it's a lot of frustrating work and a lot of failure before it becomes anything. And then even so you know we raised a little bit of money in twenty sixteen and so I started hiring some people. But like I didn't take a salary for six months, and then when I did, it was like far. It was like twenty percent of what I was making before. Right. And you know even today I'm the lowest paid guy on my executive team. And so you know this is this is just part of. It's like you right. You you sort of have an itch, and you look back in hindsight and you say, man, I can't believe I did all these crazy things. But it was an itch, and if you didn't scratch that itch. That was much more painful than the risk that you had to take or the financial commitment that you had to put in. Totally. Uh, And that's how these things work out sometimes. I can only
0: imagine as someone that was recently married that this must have been so stressful for the two of you. She's yeah. like, she's like. what did I get into? Like, what are we doing here when I met you? You were this guy. Now you're this yeah.
1: guy. For, I, I'm fortunate in the sense that uh, my wife's always been very, very supportive. So we were together for quite, like a couple of years before we got engaged. Yeah. And then we got married. And, you know, she knew that this is this kind of lifestyle and and work level and sort of, um, yeah. I guess, ambition is something that is always been part of me. So, yeah, I'm I'm super lucky that she's been. So supportive from day on.
0: Oh, man. Okay, so you start working with these app developers. You're going in posing as a survey guy at a gym. (laughs) Did anyone at any of these gyms ever tell you that you needed to like buzz off? Oh, 90% of the time. But like, what about like the staff at the gym?
1: Yeah, so one time, (laughs) yeah, actually one time I was like, trying to record something on a treadmill as I was running, but I brought my laptop with me and I put it up and I had an external mic that I plugged into the mic thing because I wanted to see if it works if you're recording while you're running. And so I'm like recording a class or like an audio clip while on a treadmill with a laptop sitting there. And within like, you know, two minutes, the guy comes to me and he's like, sir, what are you doing? Like, you can't be doing this here. You got to cut this out. You got to go. So I like closed it and I left, but it was the building. It was the gym in my building. Oh my goodness! So I was like, oh, "You're not gonna kick me out of the apartment." So I just <laughs> yeah. went back upstairs, and that was the end of that. But yes, I got kicked out of gyms all the time. All the time, it's all fine. the time. It happens.
0: Uh, do you have any sort of like personal training background at all? No.
1: Personally? So, so this was all um, me just understanding sort of the technology of totally. it. Totally. And then as soon as I, I, before I put anything out there for anyone else to consume. Uh, all that's been done by, you know, professional licensed trainers. Okay. I, I would never do that myself.
0: <laughs> OK, so you are doing a lot of testing. And yeah, you're like, this seems to be something that people could be into.
1: Yeah. The, so the so the feedback I was getting from people was really strong. And then uh, in January of 2016, um, I started active full time. It was me with two monitors under my arm and I walked into the WeWork on 29th and Park in a three person office I didn't need a three person office, it was just me, Uh, but it was, I remember it was January 17th and I walked in and uh, started working on this thing full time. And the first guy I hired joined in uh, March and then Clara, who I think we both know, joined Mm -hmm. also in March or maybe in April. Uh, And, you know, we ended that year with 10 people. We ended 2016 with 10 people. We ended 2017 with 70 people. And today, uh, you know, we're sitting at just over 100 people. And so, yeah, the last couple of years have been pretty crazy. Pretty crazy.
0: And Aptiv didn't start as Aptiv.
1: That's right. We started with uh, the name originally was SkyFit. That
0: was it. I was trying to remember what the original name was because I tried it when it was SkyFit. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I was an early wow. adopter. I I love to hear that. I mean, it. I I would say props to Clara for getting me to try it when it was called SkyFit. Um, yeah, she's because back she's in great. the day. I was definitely pitched it as an editor, probably sitting in this very building. <laughs> I think SkyFit. The app was featured in self when I was at self. That sounds right. Yeah. That was you who did that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. No, um, no problem. <laughs> I'm sure that that press really did you a lot of good.
1: I, I think it did do well, us a lot of good. Well, yeah.
0: you know, the name changed. So where's app come from?
1: So um, one of the things that uh, we wanted to veer away from was being known as like a fitness company or a fitness app because um, we... You know, today we think of our uh, vision and our mission as physical and mental strength. Uh, That's what's much more important to me. So we have categories like meditation, uh, we have yoga, obviously, we have walking. We have a lot of things that wouldn't traditionally be considered fitness. Like our goal is not to always make you sweat, sometimes our goal is just to have you sit in a chair and you know meditate for 6 minutes just to reset your mind mentally and so we wanted to take the word fit out of our name and we we kept using the word active physically and mentally active And so we we started playing with the word active Mm. and that's how we came up with active.
0: I remember I was working at a company uh, called Cafe Mom when I started in the city and they were launching like new digital properties at one time or another and you'd walk through the lobby and it would just be like. Three thousand different words on a wall. Oh my god! And people would either like put a check next to one that they liked, and it was just a huge drawing board. Wow. Totally startup. Even. Wow, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> totally that's startup. Sometimes that works.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I forget what we were naming at the time, but I do remember that the naming process was such a nightmare. I mean, I feel like for me, I got so lucky with Hurdle that it just clicked one day.
1: It's a great name.
0: Thank you. It's a great name. I appreciate that.
1: It's very understandable. I know immediately what you're saying more
0: than 18 million classes have been taken on the app, yeah, which is a lot of classes, which must take a lot of hours on your part to (laughs) be here and orchestrate this team of more than 100 team members. And so my my question for you is, how do you make the time yourself to have a work-life balance? Because we're talking about how it's so important to to have that balance and to be both mentally and
1: physically fit. So what do you do for you to kind of keep that all in check? A couple things. Number one is because I love this job, I dance to work every day. It's like I'm so lucky and excited to work with these people. It's incredible uh, how fortunate I am. I don't go home and say like, oh man, I need a drink. Like I'm exhausted. I go home and I have ideas and I'm reflecting on what happened that day and what I can do the next day and preparing. And so my mind is running and excited uh, with things that can be done or things that we have done. And so I don't really see it as like, now I'm home. And so I'm like done with frustrating work. I just, I love what I do. So it's always part of it's like your 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 hobbies or your family or something that's sort of always in the back of your mind. So, a I don't I'm because I'm so lucky that I love my job so much. I don't feel like I need that complete separation. But one thing I do definitely is that I run every morning for an hour, and that's new. Uh, I started in the last uh, about year and a half now. Why? Number one is it's the only time of day that I'm completely alone, and I so I live in Chelsea. I run down the West Side Highway. And I'm, it's just me and my class in my ears and that's it. And usually I wake up pretty early. So like the sun's not even out yet. So I'm just running and like, it's dark and it's just me and my notifications are off on my phone. And so I'm just w- running and and z- sort of zoning out, listening to the trainer in my ear. And that's, that's an amazing experience. And um, I hold myself to that, to do that every day. And sometimes it's harder because I have a late night or whatever it is, but Uh, that's time that is important for me because what it does is it allows me to focus better at work. I feel, it sounds kind of silly, but I feel smarter uh, at work. You know, I obviously feel more energized. I feel like I'm more productive if I get that in the morning. And if I don't, then it's the opposite. And that's not fair to everyone that I work with. It's important that I'm operating really well. Uh, So that workout gives me that. And then, you know, once a week, ideally, I try to find uh, like one dinner with my wife uh, uh, so that we can both, you know, just sit down and talk about whatever. Because she also has a crazy schedule. I have a crazy schedule. We don't see each other that much on weekdays, but we try to find like one weeknight. Excuse me, one night every week to uh, have dinner together. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's interesting. I feel like listening to you talk about running, it reminds me about how I feel about running. Sometimes it almost feels like a spiritual practice.
1: Oh, totally. It's 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 compl- like it's going back to what I'm saying earlier. Running, I really think is more about mental than physical. Yeah everyone can run. It's the question of, do you have the, I guess, mental sort of uh, desire to get out there or something, you know, we're in New York City, it's cold in the mornings and it's dark and all that stuff. And you're tired. Like if you can make that mental step, the physical ones are, are, are very, very easy relative to the mental ones. And that it goes back to the weight loss thing too, right? Like, yeah, I'm happy that I lost the weight, but What it really lets me do is be much more energized and focused and sharp at at everything else I do. We had a guy, um, a member, uh, Bill, who lost 200 pounds with Aptiv. He was 400 pounds and he's now down to 200. And he shares these pictures and obviously he looks incredible and what he's done is amazing. But what's cool is he, so we did this testimonial and this testimonial at the end, what he says is, you know, I lost all this weight and I felt great physically, but what that did is he he runs his own business. He said, it allowed me to expand my business into other areas because I now had the confidence to do that because I had achieved this physical goal. I now had the ability to take a risk in my business that I wouldn't have done before. That's what's awesome about having these sort of physical successes is the mental benefit that comes from that. That's what gets us really excited. You get the grit. The grit. That's I, what matters. I
0: swear. I mean, I think that if I hadn't undergone a major body transformation, I wouldn't truly believe that I am capable of anything I set my mind to.
1: It's amazing what uh, confidence you get when you're able to achieve something like that.
0: Taking a break from today's episode to give a shout out to my sponsor, Headspace. I'll admit, Just like with any habit, meditation takes time to get used to. But there's no easier way to make it a part of your daily routine than with Headspace. Trust me, I've been using it for just over a year now and I am absolutely hooked. When I use the app, I feel 100% more calm and capable of handling whatever comes my way during the day. And trust me, it's a lot. Don't just take my word for it, though. The science is there. Four weeks of Headspace has been shown to both improve, focus, and reduce stress by 14%, as well as increase happiness by 5%. With hundreds of meditations on everything from stress to sleep, there's even guided exercises to help you add a touch of mindfulness to things you do every day, like cooking or commuting or eating or so much more. Headspace is giving hurdle listeners 30 days free of the entire Headspace library. Just head on over to headspace.com hurdle. Again, that's headspace.com hurdle to dive on in. I'm back here sitting down with Ethan Agarwal. He is the CEO and founder at Aptiv. What I want to know, and I find I uh, I asked Hayden Slater, the founder of Press Juicery, this question, and I loved his response. So my question to you now is, we're so immersed in this wellness culture and everyone's trying wacky things all the time. What would you say has been the craziest thing that you've dabbled in?
1: <laughs> well, if you asked me three years ago, or if you asked a <laughs> lot of people, they would say audio fitness. Like, what the hell are you <laughs> talking about? Who's going to work out to that? So- you know, I'm not going to knock anything because clearly something that might be seeming wacky can evolve into something much higher You know, I'm more of like a traditionalist, like I run and I, I do strength training and stuff. I don't know that I've tried anything particularly crazy, but seriously, I'm, I'm all for different ideas whatever it gets whatever it is that gets people moving i'm yeah. all for
0: it see if you built this company in california instead yeah. of new york you probably would have answers similar to hayden's which were like leech therapy
1: leech therapy <laughs> i've heard of that one it's supposed to be good
0: yeah uh you know
1: everyone's different everyone's different everyone's
0: different okay you are building Active, or well, it becomes Active. When does it make the, squi- the switch from SkyFit to Active?
1: It was uh, November of 2016.
0: Okay. And when you started, because now you have a pretty robust network of trainers that you guys work with. Right. So talk to me about building uh, those relationships and how that has kind of evolved for you and your team.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, the trainers are the most important part of what we do, right? Most people don't most of our members don't interact with me, they interact with the trainers. And uh, we have a a serious responsibility to our members to provide the world's best training, the world's best classes. We are rigorous about the people that we work with, with the trainers that we work with. So we've had, I think, 4,000 applications or something now from trainers, and we've hired five full-time trainers uh, out of those. And so, you know, it's what is that? That's like a less than a 0.1% acceptance rate. It's like getting into Yale Law School or something, right? It's... <laughs> I'm friendly with Rachel. Oh, okay. So Rachel is a great example. I mean, yes. she's phenomenal at what she does. And what what's really, um, I guess you could call it fortunate about us is, you know, when you open a studio location, as the studios tend to expand, they have to hire more trainers. And so, eventually they end up having to sort of expand to a point where maybe some of the trainers aren't as amazing as the very first ones were. But because our classes are digital and available on demand, like Megan Takis, our our, um, master trainer for running, her classes have been listened to literally millions of times. And I don't need to keep finding more Megan's as we expand. There's only one Megan in the world and she works for Aptive, and her classes are only available on Active, And so We're very excited to be able to bring Megan to the world as we expand. Right. Um, And so similarly, you know, someone like Kenta, who's a phenomenal strength trainer. He does a variety of different workouts. His training style is so powerful and so unique. Bringing that to the world is really exciting to us. So um, we're really uh, careful about the trainers that we um, work with. And then when we partner with them, You know, it's it's full throttle. I mean, these people are like my family. So we love working with them.
0: Right. And so from the user experience side, someone downloads the app and when they get on there, they, I'm assuming, complete a profile. It's been a while since I created my own profile. So I'm just recapping this for everyone at home. So you create a profile and you probably talk a little bit about your goals, what you're looking for.
1: Exactly. You tell us your goals. You tell us your current fitness level. You tell us where you work out uh you know what times a day, what days of week, how many times, et cetera. And uh we will recommend programs for you that will help you achieve that goal. We'll send you reminders uh the night before and 30 minutes before you work out. Um we have like a incredible community of uh tens of thousands of people in it of active members who are sharing stories and sweaty selfies and videos of how Aptiv has helped them on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's super encouraging and super motivating. Um, and so, you know, you're getting you're you're really joining uh, a community when, as, as I said earlier, uh, when you join Aptiv. yeah, And that's that's really important to help you achieve your goals.
0: Yeah, I think I I think I read the stat that you guys have over 200,000 paying members right now. That's right. Wow. It's a lot of people working out.
1: It is,, um, and it's
0: a lot of people with an opinion. See, like this is what I keep. <laughs> well, this is what I keep coming back to because I love how passionately you talk about the people that use your app. And I'm just so curious as to how often you're incorporating that user feedback into the product that you're offering all
1: well, every day, every day. And it's there's sort of official channels for it, which is that we do a lot of user feedback. We have a team here that does just user feedback and they do interviews both of existing members, but people who have churned, people who have never paid us. Uh, You know, we do a lot of research to understand what we're doing well, what we can't do well. And then there's unofficial things where people ping me on um, uh, Instagram messages all day long saying, Ethan, I would love it if Aptiv had X, Y, and Z. Or they send me messages on Facebook saying, hey, Ethan, I love it, but I wish you had X, Y, and Z. And so I look at all that and then we put it into our product development process. and. Um, incorporating member feedback is so critical. It's so critical. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're the ones that we're building the product for ultimately. Uh, If you don't know what your members are asking for, if you don't know what they want, how can you build a product? Do you ever unplug? Um, That hour a morning is a good unplug. But, but, you know, I was talking about this with um, actually Lauren recently, I, I've gone on vacation, you know, I think whatever at some point. And uh, when I go, unpl- like to me, not being up to speed is more stressful than, uh, you know, knowing what's going on. So I would much rather just like check my emails, see what's going on, look at some of the numbers, the product stuff. And then if everything's good, yeah, like I can go to the beach or whatever and sit for a couple hours. But I'm not one of those people that's like. I want to turn off my phone for two weeks and go to go on a cruise. You know, that 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 doesn't work for me (laughs) at all.
0: It's not your jam.
1: But, you know, that doesn't mean it doesn't work for other people. It's just not for me. What
0: about those active meditation classes, though?
1: Yeah, I use those like I use those all the time. I use those in traffic all the time. That's
0: actually when I love to lean into meditation or like I feel like my watch knows when I'm in a cab because I'll get the ping from the Apple health app that says for me to breathe. Right. It's always when I'm in the back of a cab. Totally. And I'm in my head, I'm like, you knew that. To- you oh, knew- they definitely know. They know. I <laughs> <laughs> can tell by the speed I'm going and the stopping and starting that I'm in a car and exactly. I should chill out Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I should chill out. Okay. So now thinking back onto what you're building here with Optive, what would you say has been uh, something from the past year here uh, that's changed in the brand and made it for the better. So, what are some things that are changing, that are that are tweaking for you guys, that are really working in your favor?
1: Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is uh the diversity of the members. So when we started, it was, you know, we were less pe- less members, honestly. So it was a pretty s- narrow, call it um audience that was using it. But today, you know, we have people who are eighteen and people who are eighty uh we have people who are working out for the first time in their life and we have people who are doing ironman um uh it's it's really the full gamut of folks you know we have people in chelsea and we have people in india because we're now in 20 different countries yeah uh we have people that do our 6 minute classes and people that do our 2 hour classes and so i think it provides a richness to the community to have a more diverse um uh, set of folks in the in the using the product yeah uh, and that's something that's only happened in the last I don't know year or so two hour class, it's one of the uh, marathon training classes ah
0: okay that makes sense yeah I'm like what are we doing for two hours
1: you want to go do it <laughs> with me we'll do it
0: together we'll do it one morning on the west side highway
1: and we'll both be late to work yeah.
0: <laughs> what time are you out there running usually. Uh, like six. Oh, that's, that, that's my jam. Okay, great. I'll see you out there. <laughs> um, how, what, well, we like kind of jumped the hurdle as to like how much mileage you're typically doing during that hour, I guess, because a marathon training class over two hours is like a solid 13 miles. Uh,
1: yeah, I usually do like seven and a half. In the hour. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. It's okay. We have some pretty fast people on my team. Uh, Our CTO, Chris Fisher, just ran Chicago and New York in under three hours. Wow. Within like two weeks of each other. He's filthy fast.
0: What's one of the best lessons that someone in this office has taught you about maybe like your lifestyle habits or something that you should be incorporating into your regular routine? Because again, you're surrounded by people that live and breathe health and wellness all the time.
1: Yeah. So actually him Chris uh he joined us in January of uh 2017. Uh so we're coming up on 2 years and um, he's the CTO and VP product. Uh and what he taught me is um this term that uh the running community uses which is EDD which is every damn day. And uh it's it basically says that Uh, no matter what's going on, uh, find some time during the day to do something physical. Uh, You know, you could be working late one night, you could be at a wedding, you could be out of town traveling, you could be hungover, whatever the thing is, every damn day, find a little bit of time every day to do something. And that habit formation is what drives the outcome. And I've, you know, I've always been pretty sort of motivated, and I've never really had trouble um, getting myself to do something. But I've definitely skipped days before. But this notion of just find some time in the day uh, is unique and something that I'm really glad he taught me.
0: I think it's also really important in this no days off culture to like respect the days when one happens and maybe it's not planned or maybe it is planned. And on that day, maybe find another way to give back to yourself.
1: That's a great point.
0: I think that I'm I'm someone who really am also of the EDD cult. Right. And on the days where I'm not really moving a lot, I'm finding some other way to, like, move around. Yeah. Like, I'm walking around Soho and doing some shopping or I'm going to see a friend and maybe she lives across town and maybe on that night in particular, I'm, like, hopping a city bike to go do it. Great. Something. Great. Great. But exactly. I think I think uh, there's you know, there's we're just I think in general, we're really hard on ourselves about making sure it always gets done. Yeah, I am really hard on myself in that regard. But on the days off, I just try to like move in some way that feels good.
1: I think that's what's important. If yeah. it's if it's in your mind, that's good. Like if you just have a desire even going for a walk. Yeah. Great. You did something. That's yeah. awesome.
0: Totally. Totally. OK, so we're winding down here. What's on the horizon for APT? You've got a hell of a lot of members. You've got. This amazing office,
1: <laughs> you have no vacation time. <laughs> Actually, we have unlimited PTO here. <laughs> You're so like, so it's you know. the opposite. So you know. <laughs> What's next? We're focusing a lot of our work uh, in 2019 on personalization. We're, we're really focused on um, helping our members achieve outcomes they give us a goal, they tell us they wanna lose weight, run faster, be stronger, sleep better, play more, have more energy to play with their kids, go on a hike with their parents, whatever the thing is, uh, we wanna help you achieve that goal. And uh, we're gonna be much more successful together as a partnership if the uh, experience that you have is personal to you. It goes back to what I was saying earlier, I don't like this idea of bucketing people. That's not exciting, that's not fair, honestly. And so uh, what you're going to find in 2019 is a much more personal, uh, sort of honest uh, experience with Aptive, which feels like it's built for you because it is. And um, it'll help you achieve your goal, whatever that is, in a much more successful way. I like it. Okay. 2019, the year for achieving all the things we ever dreamed of. Exactly.
0: (laughs) The closer. Right now, you have the opportunity to offer the Ethan who is overweight and maybe not so happy and coaching himself (laughs) through this hurdle (laughs) moment of sorts. What kind of advice would you give that guy looking back on it now?
1: The thing that I think used to the question that used to be in my mind the most back then was uh, how to have an impact on someone that wasn't me. How do I have an impact on the world? And I didn't know the answer at the time because I was still trying to fix my own challenges. And so it was sort of two problems at the same time. And I look back now and I realize that by solving my own challenge, I discovered something that would help other people. And that's a great, you know, I'm so happy and so fortunate to be in this place now where this thing is affecting and helping hundreds of thousands of people around the world. And soon, hopefully, it's helping millions of people around the world. And so, you know, I think the advice is something simply like solve the thing that is troubling you and then see how you can use that to help other people. And that's what ended up happening. And um, so far, so good. I mean, that's what I hope that I'm doing, too. It 100 percent is. We're on the same path.
0: Ethan, thanks so much for sitting down with me. Thank you. This was awesome. Please take a moment to leave a quick review by clicking the link with the description to this episode. We all face multiple hurdles in life. I want to hear about yours. Reach out to me at Emily at Hurdle.us. Connect with the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Hurdle Podcast. Ethan, where do they find you? Where do they find Active? Give me the lowdown. Uh,
1: yeah. So, easiest to find me is uh, just on Twitter. I'm just at Ethan Agrawal. That's A G A R W A L. And, active easiest place to find us is just aptive.com. That's double A P T I V.com.
0: I have to be honest with the world as we close this out. I'm here because I tweeted at him.
1: Oh, well, so clearly I am all over it. (laughs) You're so responsive. And amazing things happen when you tweet. You're so responsive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think a lot of people say that sentence (laughs) these
1: days. You can tweet at me anytime. (laughs) How's that?
0: You're the best. You guys can find me at Emily Abadi. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.